What's up, IDP Army? Fantasy football fanatics all around the globe. It's your man, Jordan Reigns, 50 Shades of Drunk, if you want to follow me on Twitter. This is the IDP Army podcast. We're talking mostly IDP, all fantasy football. Late show this week, but we are transitioning in the fantasy season and the fantasy uh, landscape, shall we say. So we're staying limber. Got a really good show for you, though. Week 13 IDP waiver wires. Some of these guys may still be on your waiver wire. Combination of that plus the week 13 rankings. Uh, and we just like I said, we have a lot of housekeeping to talk about as we transition into dynasty season. Uh, but yeah, stick around. It's going to be a great show. As always, we want to shout out our Patreons. Thank you, everyone who has supported us on Patreon, or if you give us a super chat, or if you join the membership on the YouTube channel. It all comes back to growing the brand, scaling up the brand, and the brand is moving up. We have four different podcasts now across two different feeds. Make sure you subscribe to both of the feeds if you're watching this on YouTube, because you're going to get a lot of stuff there that you're not going to get from me. So we have other hosts. We have other hostess with the mostesses. A lot of cool things coming. So check those out. Uh, like I said, before we jump into this week's IDP sort of waiver wire and rankings conversation, I want to have a frank dynasty conversation. And it's about a really important IDP dynasty player, Roquan Smith. So I was looking at Roquan Smith's stats the other day and just kind of trying to, you know, wrap my head around the fact that he is now with the Baltimore Ravens. We do have a small game of sample size to look at. And, you know, we have a player who we kind of know who Roquan Smith has been. He's been a top linebacker in the NFL for IDP since he came in the league. What is it, four or five years running? So I was looking at his stats, and you can see here, let me make this a little bigger for the people that are watching on YouTube. You can see here his last four games. He has been under double-digit tackles. You might say, okay, that doesn't really mean anything. That's just a coincidence, right? What does that really mean? Things are different. I went and looked at Roquan Smith's entire career. There is no other four-game stretch where he goes without double-digit tackles. It doesn't exist. And I'll show you right here. So you can go back this year, 12 tackles, 12, 8, 10, 16, 11, 9. When he was with Chicago, he was regularly getting double-digit tackles. All right, let's go back to 2021. Look at these numbers, 11, 9, 10, 10, 10, 10, 12, 13, 6. Okay, there's one week, then a 12, 17, and there's a three-week stretch, 3, 8, 9, then he hits 10 again, and then another three-week stretch towards the end of the season. But there's no four-week stretches where he's going under. Let's go back to 2020. Three games under, but then he hits a double-digit game. Then he goes under. Then he gets another double-digit, 12, 8, 11, 11, 14. Then he hits 5, 9, 12. Again, finishing out the season, at least every fourth game, he's getting a double-digit tackle game. You have to go all the way back to his sophomore year, and you have to string together the fact that he actually missed some games to piece together a puzzle where – Roquan Smith has gone four consecutive games in his career at any point under double-digit tackles. Double-digit tackles. So the move to the Ravens has changed Roquan Smith. Those are the facts. Uh, if you have him on your teams, you've probably noticed he's good, not great so far since he's been there. 
uh, 13, 21, 7, and 9. You know, before that, he's coming off of three, two weeks in a row where he was over 30 points uh, for the endless season with 30 points with the, with the Bears. So why is this a relevant conversation? Because if we transition into dynasty season, I want you guys and gals, everyone who watches this channel, to know that Roquan Smith is at this point in time, he's a trade away candidate in Dynasty. Not a guy to go get, a guy to get rid of. You can still probably sell the top of Roquan Smith right now because other people probably haven't noticed this. They probably just think, oh, he's Roquan Smith. He's doing well on the Ravens. It's just kind of a peripheral abstract idea that he's great. And so it'll just stay that way. Perceptive, do your own research, look at for these kinds of trends. You know, this is a meaning, this isn't an outlier. You know, I mean, I guess it, it is an outlier, but also there's a correlation here between him being on a new team um, and his score being consistently lower on that team. So that's the move for IDP Army fanatics. You know, people who are watching this channel, people listening to this podcast, trade away Roquan Smith if you have him in Dynasty. He's still ranked very highly for me. He's probably, I mean, I can't imagine anybody has him outside their top five in Dynasty. I think now is a good time to cash in towards the end of the season. Somebody might be looking to make a playoff run and think that they're really upgrading their linebacker position. And you're going to be able to get out of the Roquan Smith position right now. And we're going to, you're going to be able to watch how this situation evolves and progresses on the upside. You've already had Roquan Smith. So you need to be thankful. You got all those points already where he was really, really good. And if you're a smart manager, clever manager, capable manager, you should be getting rid of him now, cashing out on some of that value and looking to stock up on other players. Speaking of other players, you could immediately get a Jack Sanborn type who, it's funny, since he's taken over for Roquan, he's had two double-digit tackle games in his position. Young guy. I know Billy was very in on him coming into this last season during the NFL draft. So he's a guy that still may be on your waiver wires, even in Dynasty, a player you can get as a throw-along piece probably for Roquan Smith. And the great thing about Roquan Smith, and this can't be understated enough, He's one of a handful of IDP players that you could probably legitimately trade straight across one for one for a meaningful offensive asset. And it wouldn't take, you know, months and months of sort of kind of working that deal, bringing up trade calculators, you know, planting little seeds in people's minds. Because Roquan Smith already has a level of notoriety and just a general thought pattern that we have about him. So there's your early Dynasty Alpha. Uh, thank the Lord for Jack Sanborn, and it's probably time to move on from Roquan Smith and Dynasty. Um, other things I want to talk about, and again, this show is going to be a little different than usual just because we are, there's a lot of stuff to talk about in the fantasy football environment, offensively and defensively. Uh, let's quickly talk about our sack leaders right now. Uh, Matt Judon did play last night, but he currently leads the NFL with 13 sacks. Micah Parsons is right behind him with 12, then Nick Bosa with 11 and a half. Max Crosby with 10 and a half, Brian Burns with 10, Alex Highsmith with 10, Miles Garrett with 10, and Chris Jones with 10. Um, leave a comment below who you think is going to be the sack leader at the end of the season. I'm actually very curious, and I am a little hesitant to put my chips on anybody right now over much. Uh, if I had to pick, I kind of still like Micah Parsons to lead this just because he is just a different kind of edge rusher. Um, but Nick Bosa is having an incredible season right now. Nick Bosa has 30, 30 quarterback hits. Mike Parsons, 21. Um, and then I also am interested, who do you all think should be 
the defensive player of the year. I think that I honestly think there's a very strong case for it to be Max Crosby, but I'll tell you why I don't think he's going to win. And it's pretty simple. We've seen this happen already before with TJ Watt. You can have the most stats. You can have the best stats. You can be a fourth quarter pass rusher who closes out games. And you can be one of the few defensive difference makers in the NFL. And they still won't give you that that strap for defensive player of the year if your team sucks. TJ Watt should be he should be three Pete and he should be on his fourth working on his fourth this year. That's not the case because that's not how the NFL really works. Max Crosby right now, listen to this stuff. Number one, he's the number one IDP player right now, which blew my mind when I really digested that. As an edge rusher, like the only other time somebody's really done this, I mean, they're true difference makers when this happens, and that's TJ Watt. That is Shaq Barrett a few years ago, Chandler Jones a few years ago, and right now Max Crosby is that guy. If you can get that edge rusher who leads the entire IDP landscape and points, that's a difference maker for your team. So if you've held on to him in Dynasty the past few years, if you rode some of the lows, because there were some people over at PFF that didn't like him, and but you're riding the highs now, and you you deserve it. But unfortunately, again, I, I just the, the Raiders right now are such a bad team, I don't think Crosby's going to get it. He has 67 tackles, and we have like six weeks of football. Max Crosby might have 100 tackles as an edge this year. Think about that. 100 stops as an edge player on top of the fact that he's already got 11 sacks, 10 and a half. But he won't win. And it just and it sucks, in my opinion, that he's not going to win unless the Raiders go on a crazy tear here towards the end of the season. I don't think that his brand equity, I don't think the team's direction is going to be enough to give him the credit he deserves. They'll give it to the star. Micah Parsons. They'll give it to Bosa. Probably both teams headed to the playoffs. It's just, it's a money-making machine. So let's have an honest conversation. So here on this channel, we are going to give massive props to Max Crosby. We see you, Max Crosby. Okay, These aren't Aaron Donald, Defensive Player of the Year, half his sacks coming week four against Taylor Heineke bullshit. This is closing out games. This is fourth quarter running hot, making a difference for your team. We see you, Max Crosby. So we wanted to give him some love uh, big time. We're not even Raiders fans or anything like that, but it's just like big, he's big pimping right now. And I would love to see him come out and make a statement. You know what I'm saying? Like maybe go out and get like a five-sack game. And then all of a sudden he's like, mm, I didn't hear my name last week, but my ears are itching a little bit. Is that what it is? Ears are burning or itching? I don't know. All right, moving on down the list. Let's talk about another edge player that's having an amazing season, Brian Burns. Did not get paid this offseason. He's going to get paid. I think Brian Burns this offseason will end up here. Max Crosby, I think Max Crosby's got paid. I think Brian Burns will be the highest paid edge player in the NFL after this season. He has taken that next step forward that we've kind of waited to see. Tackle numbers are super high, 53 this year. I think that was his highest he's ever had. And again, we have weeks ahead of us still, and that would be a record for him. 10 sacks, that would be a career high for him uh, if the season ended right now. 17 quarterback hits, 13 tackles for loss. Great season for Brian Burns. If you've kept him in Dynasty, which I'm sure you, a lot of you have, or you went out and acquired him because there definitely was a kind of a buy low point. The name value always stayed kind of high, but he never really hit his full upside. Um, love what we're seeing from Brian Burns right now. 
got a couple questions in the chat. Thank God for dynasty season. Yeah. Thank God. Devin Lloyd losing. Yeah, I'm about to talk about Chad Muma and um and old uh Devin Lloyd here in a second. I got a whole list of things I gotta go through today. Other things we're gonna be need to talk about. Mike White. We need to have an unironic conversation about Mike White. Um I think that he really has in Dynasty, he has the potential to be kind of a Geno Smith type of guy. You're probably gonna be able to get him cheaper than you still should because nobody thinks that his time horizon and playtime is gonna is gonna last. But look around the NFL right now. There are a lot of bad quarterbacks being given a lot of chances. And there are teams that would do well with a player like Mike White. You know what I mean? Um, and he seems to, every time he hits the field, it's different. I don't know if that means he stays with the Jets. They're a weird organization. I don't expect them to pull this off. But Mike White in Dynasty, his time horizon is looking a little longer than I think people realize and a little more up. So the unai, you know, it's it's we 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 have a lot of fun with Mike White on this channel. I'm riding with Mike White right now in the bash. He might make he might change my life. Real talk, and I feel confident. I mean, I've watched him play enough. We were on him last year. Shout out Mickey Blanco that started here on this channel, not me. The guys, offensive points. Shout out to them. But um, you might have something here with Mickey Blanco with with Mike White. So unironic conversation. If people are trying to sneakily, you know, dump him on you for like a third or a fourth or they think they're being real clever, I would be paying big attention to that because we might have a Jimmy Garoppolo situation here where people don't want to really say he's going to be around a lot longer than he probably is and do a lot better than he probably will. So you, by getting ahead of that thought process, can profit. All right. So we're going to talk about Chad Muma. Devin Lloyd, Chad Muma, both rookies this year, drafted in Jacksonville. Jacksonville, a team in just general disarray. Um, you know, Ola Kuhn is the is the alpha dog there, and they seem to be, but the, towards the end of the season here, they have ramped up Chad Muma's play a little bit. He was one of my sleepers coming into the year. Devin Lloyd was looking very good, but this week in particular, they, they kind of swapped roles. Chad Muma ended up being, quote-unquote, the guy at linebacker. Didn't amount to much points-wise, 13 but nine combined tackles gets Detroit, Tennessee, Dallas, New York Jets, and Houston and Tennessee again down the stretch here. A situation to watch. I'm not completely sold on Chad Muma as like a, a plug and play, go get him guy right now, unless you really need him. I would confidently start him as maybe like a linebacker three flex, but there is some upside and there is a good time horizon here because again, he's a young player uh, and he's been, I mean, he, he's obviously impressed somebody in order to get on the field. So wanted to bring him up. Uh, we do have the return of Deshaun Watson this week. I guess we'll kind of talk about it. Not that you really care. I don't care over much, but um, I think it's uh, I think we just have to get through this first week. You know what I'm saying? He's I think I don't know who they play this week. Even I'm not I'm playing him. But the league I'm playing him in where I have him, I'm already out of the playoffs and stuff. So, like, that's how I'm doing it. I'm having fun with it. Uh, he is back, though. Amari Cooper is – is I don't know if his value will go up or down. I can't imagine it will go down. Uh, but he's already been so good. I don't know how much higher it can really go. Sean Watson has not played football in quite a long time. So, you know, we're, we're, we're deep in the season. I mean, these guys are rolling into quarter four of the football season, quote-unquote. Um, and they're they're hot. They're warm. You know, they've had the speeches. They've, they've lived it. Uh, and Deshaun Washington's just going to strut out here, and he's got a lot of baggage. So we're going to see if the football can 
quiet that noise or not. And we'll see if Deshaun Watson is, is ready for what this season has got store for him. I don't think it's going to be pretty. I don't think it's going to be easy. But I think it's going to – I mean, I think the NFL is going to love it. They're going to make – they're going to get a lot of clicks this weekend off Deshaun Watson's name. So, um, don't be a piece of shit, my guy. And good luck out there. Good luck trying to win the people back over. All right. Dynasty season is here officially. So what does that mean? We are going to be talking a lot more on this channel about dynasty trades because I think dynasty is where trades obviously are more prevalent and likely to happen. I think they're the biggest point where you can, you know, besides your draft, are the only place you can really have any control. You have to assess the market. So we're going to talk a lot about how people, other people, the average fantasy consumers viewing player X, Y, or Z based on the noise they hear and how we, we are an average over here, okay? The other people, the people who win, come in, you know, we go into every season and we get into all the playoffs, except for the ones that we really want because God's punishing us. Um, we look at it differently. How we take this uh, use this to our advantage. I'll tell you a trade I just did, and I'm sure that I it's not the best trade. I don't think that I necessarily won the trade on paper, but I believe fully in my heart that I won this trade long term for me. I traded this last week Kyle Pitts straight across for David and Joku, straight across in a two tight end, tight end premium league that's best ball. Now, a lot of people may be like, oh, my gosh, you're crazy, blah, 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 blah. The reality is Kyle Pitts has not been good at any point. I think he's made my lineup, and this is best ball, with two tight ends. I think he's made my lineup since I drafted him last year five times. Will Disley's made it more. He's on that team. Um, who else? Molly Cox has made it almost the same number of times. Harrison Bryant. These are guys that I drafted with my last three or four picks of that draft. And this guy, I drafted with like the first. So, I mean, his point totals are pathetic. Single digits everywhere. When he goes high, it's like just barely into the teens. And David and Joku, if you remember, if you were around, I don't know, a lot of these guys who say they're dynasty gurus and stuff, they weren't actually around when David and Joku got drafted. And I was, and I remember David Njoku, the exact same narrative that is around Kyle Pitts was around David Njoku. There was just a lot less people that held so tightly to it. Most athletic tight end ever. Total difference maker at the position. We do this every year. We did it with David Njoku. We did it with OJ. And I say we. I didn't do it. So I understand that tight ends take time to develop. So I let people blow their loads. They pay up for them. They keep losing. And I come in and I get these guys later. Mark Andrews had a down year two years ago. Guess who has a lot of Mark Andrews right now in Dynasty? This guy. Guess who's going out of his way to acquire a lot of David Njoku right now? This guy. Why? Because he's finally, finally actually hitting the stride that I was told he was going to hit. Look at these points. Almost 14 points. Every other game he's hitting double digits. He's having a massive target share if you're into that. And he's doing this without getting touchdowns. He has two touchdowns this season. He's missed games. Tight end, nine in PPR, ladies and gentlemen. This would be a wet dream for a Kyle Pitts. And so the reality is, even though the, the, the words and the narratives around fantasy world are Kyle Pitts is better, I probably lost this trade. Because in the next two or three years, Kyle Pitts, I don't give a fuck. 
I'll trade back for Kyle Pitts in two or three years. You know what? In two years, when he does show a little spark, but people are so depressed on him then, Kyle Pitts will be back on my team. This is how you win fantasy. You hold lightly to certain things and hold tightly to other things and hold tightly to these concepts, not these players, these concepts, okay, these moments, buy moments, sell moments. If you're in a dynasty league to actually be in it, and if Kyle Pitts is as good as you're telling me, he's 22 years old. He'll be on my team again because I'm going to play the market. And if people are gassing him up still, it's a, it's a sell point. So I probably could have got a little more, but honestly, I sent it across and I wasn't sure if this guy, and it wasn't in this league, I wasn't sure if he would accept Kyle Pitts for David Njoku straight across. I own, own, sorry, I manage Kyle Pitts. That's the only league I had him in. So I, I, I hear the words and I hear the value propositions about how great he is, but as someone who actually has him, had him i know that it's i know it's straight hopium it's just not real so we're going to talk a little bit more going forward bring your dynasty trade questions put them in the comments at the idp army on twitter or me on twitter i do look i go through and answer the questions on my fantasy league as well because they retweet a lot of those and i'll tell people my thoughts opinions i i do that because i think it's valuable you know what I mean? I, I really want to help people win. I don't care to look like I, I don't care to win on Twitter as much. I don't care to, to look like I, every other analyst. That doesn't help anybody, in my opinion. The importance of being different. Because when the numbers are the numbers, the projections and the scores and the yards per route run and the over expectations, all that are the exact same for me. If I regurgitate it to you, if Matthew Berry regurgitates it to you. If the ballers regurgitate to you and if they deconstruct it for you, and if they reverse engineer it for you, it's the same information. What I provide, what I think I can do is I can contextualize some of that for you and say, this is kind of actually what you should do based on the overall market structure and feel. So I've got some really nice dynasty rosters I put together. We're, we're heading some places, even teams that aren't looking so great. If you get certain people, you can always be competitive in dynasty. Uh, and that's getting ahead of the market. Two other tra- I don't do a lot of trades in dynasty because the style I play, I call it um, I call it serpent, you know, or like a, like a python, like a reticular like reticulated python. I don't do a lot of trades, but when I do, I try to make sure that I'm I'm thoughtful about it. So before the season started, here's two, here's an example of two other trades I did this year, and I haven't done many. I traded Debo Samuel to what essentially amounted to DK Metcalf. That's a big come up. I think long-term and short-term that has been good. And at the time, I was laughed at. And then I traded Mike Williams straight across for Josh Jacobs during the game when everyone on Twitter said he's done, they're playing the Hall of Fame game. They're playing him too much. It's over. Josh Jacobs is trash. They're getting rid of him. And it's just so many people just saying the same thing based on their bias, their opinion. So I'm going to buy into mine. And I was like, and so many people are so high on Mike Williams. I was like, you know what? I've had Mike Williams for a couple of years. He's good when he's good, but he's not great a lot. But if people are going to believe that something here is here and something else ain't over there and I see it different, that's how you win. And same guy who actually traded me, Josh Jacobs, is trying to get him back now. He's trying to pay way more than he paid for him. And guess what? I've got all of Josh Jacobs' points for this season, and now I can flip him right back and just take whatever I want from that guy. Be 
aware of your league and your league mates. So as we transition to dynasty season, I want to help you hand-to-hand combat. Let's let's get in here and let's win. Let's make some rough decisions. Let's take some risks and let's see what happens. I'll take a handful of questions from the chat before I shut this one down. Um, I will a little bit of a brag on the guys. Myself and Mace were both top five in rankings this last week. Um, man, they, they, they've been putting the pressure on me, so I actually tried to perform this week. Uh, at my very best, and uh, I still got it. Still got it. Um, also, Josh Allen, I really would have liked a lot more points last night for my bash teams, uh, but we're still in it. We're still in it, ladies and gentlemen. So let's see what's up. All right, I think Caden Ellis and Sanborn are playing themselves into relevance next year. Yeah, one hundred percent. Maybe a little less Caden Ellis because he's a little older, uh, but I, and it's going to depend on what happens with Demario Davis. But maybe Sanborn, one hundred percent. Uh, maybe stick to making your IDP content more watchable before branching out. I really want to like this, but it's hard, hard to watch more than a few minutes. All right. Um, appreciate that feedback. Uh, how would you suggest I be more watchable? Um, I would love to hear that. It's a pretty vague statement. A few weeks ago, I asked about trade for Dalvin Cook, uh, London, Hafanga, or Najee Almond Derwin. I think I won that trade. Yeah, I mean, did you? Yeah, you got rid of Najee, Amon Ra, and Derwin. Yeah, I like Drake London a lot. Good afternoon. I got Anzalone, Logan Wilson, Sanborn, Quincy Williams as linebacker. Should I drop anyone to pick up Chad Muma? No, I wouldn't drop any of those guys to pick up Chad Muma. Because again, Chad Muma might be, I mean, this might be a one week, two week thing. We don't know. Just because something has happened suddenly doesn't mean that the entire situation has has evolved or changed uh one thing one data point one variable one week was different than the rest i don't think we should let that outweigh everything just yet even though you know there is the what do you call it recency bias i mean yeah if recency bias is in effect here where it's going to feel like we want to do that but we don't want to be overly reactionary all right let me see if I can pull up. I had a few more notes for this week. Yeah, Anzalone has been really good too. Like you really can't get get rid of Anzalone right now even though he's not the the cool name in Detroit he's 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 been making plays he almost had two interceptions on Josh Allen the other day all right here's a few of the notes that Bomber had in here for us and actually one of the people he brings up is Anzalone uh, as much as we wanted Malcolm Rodriguez to be the guy in Detroit, Anzalone is playing well enough to leave Rodrigo as an NPC. Ed Oliver, he did play last night. I'm not really sure about his stat line, but he, he he's coming along. He's developing into somebody you can probably consider starting uh, on a more regular basis. And he's probably sitting on some of your waiver wires. AJ Klein had a nice game, but I don't think he played last night. I think uh, Edmonds was back. Dallas linebacker Damone Clark getting more playing time, especially with Micah Parsons hitting the edge a lot more. 
Jalen Smith. Hopefully you were paying attention to the offseason turmoil around him because uh, he's not out of the league yet. You know, just because you don't have a job doesn't mean he's out of the league completely. Julian Love, another one of these guys that I really I'm looking to buy in Dynasty right now. I think he's going to be on that sort of Antoine Winfield sort of conversation type guy, be around for a while, be a good playmaking, you know, safety that can play deep or or, or close to the line. Oh, what's we got in here? Montez Sweat, it's the third week in a row with a sack this last week. Yeah, here's Chad Muma's RAS score. I don't know if you guys are aware of relative athletic score. I thought that was actually an interesting note to throw in here because he is a guy that a lot of people, you know, on paper, I mean, the sheets like him. That's a lot of green. Um, good smile, you know. Like I said, nine tackles this last week. Only 13 points, so a good number of those were assists. But when you're playing with Foyce Olakun, I mean, you got to hustle to get your own tackles out there. You know what I'm talking about, IDP Army. Um, yeah. But, I mean, he's obviously got the goods when it comes to, you know, he's a 9.76. That's a really good RAS score. Devin Lloyd's role is decreasing. We'll have to see if that sticks. I don't think Olukun sticks around. That's what I think we're in a situation with Olukun, kind of with Devondre Campbell or Jordan Hicks where he kind of just becomes one of these mercenary linebackers that people are like, damn, like he can be a difference maker if we, you know, get him in the right spot. Michael Walker's snaps were a little bit down, but he still had nine tackles and an interception. He's still a total playmaker. Yeah, Von Miller, somebody asked earlier about who's going to take over for him. I honestly can't, I couldn't say exactly who the, who it's going to be. Eddie Jackson hurt himself on that play. I'm sure you guys saw. I, I think he's out for a while. Might be a good buy moment for Jaquan Brisker. If a guy's questionable or out, that's one of the easiest times to buy in Dynasty. All right, any last questions before we shut it down? I'm going to try to keep this show a little shorter. And like I said, so look. Anzalone drop. Dynasty drop Anzalone for moms. Eh, not yet. Still not yet. I'm still not there yet. Mums. We can call them mums. Uh, thoughts on Oak Recky, Von Bell, David Long, Hamlin, rest season, Dynasty. I am a contender. Who should I flip out of to make my team stronger and who for? Those are all not guys that you're really building your dynasty around right now. They're guys that, you know, twos, threes that are probably going to be around for a while. I don't know how much, you know, Hamlin was looking good for a while. I still, I'm not sure what he did last night. I think it was in the teens, which is fine. I think he's a guy you could maybe start thinking about long-term. Uh, the rest of them are, Von Bell will be around for a while, but I wouldn't like, I'm not really, I mean, I like them, you know, I mean, they're not super studs, you know what I'm saying? But you obviously have a good setup there. Rodrigo was taking Anzalone's snaps before he got hurt. Anzalone is a journeyman. Yeah, this is true, but he seems to have found a home. I have Boltons and Brooks. Okay, yeah, I mean, I like Bolton and Brooks a lot more. I mean, of the guys you mentioned, the ones I'm most interested in are Von Bell and Hamlin. I think they're going to be around for a while. Uh, but the thing is, the defensive back position, you can get a lot of different guys that are around for a while, so... You might want to flip out of them and just try to, you know, if you can get anything for them that might be more useful to your team, I might consider that. Yeah, 
four tackles and a PD last night. So not not great, not terrible. Old Mackie Jones. Um, anyway, like I was saying, so it's Christmas time. You know, it's week 13. The content's going to change going forward. We're not going to do a waiver wire show at the end of every week or beginning of every week and then a ranking show. We're going to do a – I'm going to – do a combined show once a week okay um if you guys want i have to start prepping for it i have to start working on to keep this boat you know boat floating uh keep the keep the team rolling um so one show a week going forward for me for the idp army for right now i'll still do this the live stream every sunday morning okay if you have start sit questions come in there we're there every sunday morning we will answer your questions we'll help you get your lineup set okay uh, if you do have specific questions about pickups and stuff mace myself iggy bomber the idp army channel are you know on twitter we will answer questions you can leave comments on any of our videos we have a community page you can leave a comment on our post there we will help you okay um but look for this look for dynasty content to becoming more look for the youtube shorts to be a little bit more interesting fun entertaining uh or, you know and look for the best ball show and content to pick up a little bit more not nothing crazy but we're going to definitely start talking a little bit more about again valuing players as we head into the off season how we're looking at players going forward with the information that we have now how we're building our rosters our teams and how we're setting ourselves up to keep winning constantly and how we can attack the market together and you know just continue to dominate so i have one last question from mike w mike says my D Roquan Parsons tranquil jewel love Anzalone. I play Parsons in my DL. That's a good setup, man. That's a good setup. Uh yeah. Man, Parsons at DL is nice. Oh, I don't know if you all saw um man. We got torched last night by NFL Fantasy. They said that guy isn't even in our system because I guess the guy who caught that touchdown from Mac Jones was a defensive back. And then some, and then they came back in the comments. Unless you play IDP later, woo, that was tough. That's how little they think about defensive players. I'm like, oh, that guy doesn't even exist in our matrix. Anyway, all right, I'll give you all ten more seconds. You have any questions? Put them in there. I'll answer them. If not, like I said, things are going to slow down a little bit, but we are going to continue to push forward. Senior Bowl, we will be there. Senior Bowl content, we will have a lot of it. Dynasty content, we will have a lot of it. The Dynasty rankings are already super updated. Like, you know, I don't trust anybody else out here. Like, for real. Like, if you're trying to win fantasy in 24, 25, 26, you know, all you care about is, like, pick masturbation. Don't follow us. Don't follow our advice. You know, we like to win when it matters. Not March, April, May, June, July, August. We like to win now in season so if you try and kick some ass you're in the right place mahalo what's up out there in my my hawaii boy tarzanax appreciate you bro we got a few people from hawaii that are in the idp army actually i don't know if y'all know that show on netflix where they did the food truck show the episode that they did uh the last episode episode six with the hawaiian taco truck he's an idp army guy that's pretty cool pretty cool also, I saw Timmy Trumpet follows me on Twitter today, and that kind of blew my mind. So there's that. I don't know if he's an IDP head, though. All right, IDP Army, I'm out of here. 
Listen to the podcast. We have more good content there. Thumbs up this video. Subscribe to this channel. Don't be a putz. Go in your leagues. Let's go. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.